Hi, and welcome to the Bellies Abroad podcast. Bellies Abroad is a nonprofit organization that delivers the help and support families deserve during their pregnancies, postnatal, and parenting experiences. Please support us by clicking on the link at the bottom of the page or visiting www.belliesabroad.com backslash give so that we can continue to offer Bellies Abroad to as wide an audience as possible. This installment is about understanding fevers in children. In October 2018, we had a great evening with one of our favorite pediatricians, Dr. Francesco Gesualdo, where he explained to a group of our parents that fever is a common and recurrent event in a child's life. Sometimes it's mild and you can easily tell it's not a problem. Other times it worries parents and caregivers quite a lot. Please enjoy this recording of his talk. Okay, a bacterial or beaver. Very good question. I was getting to that. Okay, so the infection uh, can be caused by different kinds of uh, microorganisms. Uh, the most common microorganism is a, vi- a virus. Then we have more complex organisms that are bacteria. And we have even more complex organisms that are uh, parasites, which though usually... Ca- do not always give fever. Fever is very rarely given by parasites. So I would focus just on the other two, just viruses and bacteria. So viruses are very, very simple uh, uh, organisms. Are uh, not the most simple organisms on Earth, but just above the most simple one, which is just some strange proteins that have a, you know, uh, their uh, own life, but th- that's quite complicated. So we're not going to speak about that. So viruses, very basic organisms. Um, There are some very bad viruses, like hepatitis viruses. Uh, HIV is a virus. In that case, uh, viruses can be very aggressive or very problematic, but it's very rare. And especially for hepatitis B, we also have a vaccine, so it's not uh, really going to happen. So... Most viruses uh, your children are going to meet uh, are simple viruses that uh, the child can handle uh, autonomously without the help, actually, of, of, of any drug. Okay? There are some... Uh, the, uh, the, the most evil viruses, like, the, for example, measles is caused by a virus. Uh, varicella is caused by a virus. We have... Uh, f- for this evil viruses, these more, uh, you know, problematic viruses, we have vaccines, okay? So vaccines protect from that. So uh, we're not taking into account uh, severe viruses like uh, HIV. We're not taking into account uh, uh, viruses for which uh, there is a, uh, a vaccine. So we, we are mainly speaking on the most frequent, frequent ones. There are mainly viruses that give two kinds of uh, conditions with our upper respiratory tract infections, which is 80% of what is going to happen to your child in the next years, uh, and uh, viruses that give a gastroenteritis. Okay, so with this we cover more or less, like more or less, I would say, yeah, 85, 90% of, of all the bacterial infection that a child can have. Bacteria are a bit more tricky, okay, are um, more complex organisms. Uh, while the, uh, uh, the um, uh, human, the, ch- the child's immune system can easily handle 
a virus that gives the upper respiratory tract inf infection or a gastroenteritis, it's a bit more difficult, it's a bit more tricky to handle a bacteria, okay? So typically for bacteria, especially some bacterias, like for example a bacteri bacteria that give pneumonia or bacteria that give sinusitis or bacteria that give uh, once a certain kind of bacteria that gives tonsillitis, which is uh, uh, streptococcus, or bacteria that give uh, uh, urinary tract infections. In this case, what we need is a is a medicine, is an is the antibiotic. So the antibiotic uh, is useful to fight a bacteria. It's not useful at all for a virus. Okay. So this is I, I spent some time on this because. Uh, uh, if you start understanding the difference about viral and bacterial, you start to get more into the right management of the fever. Okay, so the child arrives with a fever. It can, it's so that, uh, let's exclude rare conditions. It's going to be either a virus or a bacteria. Um, why do I want to know that? Because in case it's a virus. Mm, really most cases I don't need to do anything it's going to be a mild uh, it's going to have a mild course and the uh, the child immune system is going to fight the, the vi virus and overcome the virus if it's a bacteria uh, I need to probably need to, to treat it with the antibiotic but the main thing is that some bacteria are more evil than other ones and can give a uh, a more intense, a stronger infection, which could be a pneumonia, which could be a meningitis, or which could be a sepsis, which is uh, an infection of the blood. Okay, we are talking about very rare conditions. Okay, um, it's they're a bit more frequent during the first year of life. They're a bit more frequent, much more frequent in unvaccinated children. Uh, they began a bit rarer in the following years, but it's something that I have to recognize uh, quickly and treat quickly. It, if, of course, if, if it's more serious like meningitis or sepsis, we have to go to the hospital. Okay, so how do I understand if it's viral or bacterial from the fever? There's not really a way. Okay, so the fever doesn't give me really a clear uh, hint of understanding if it's bacterial or viral, okay? And I'll give you examples. So, um, it, it was very popular in, in, in Italy until like, uh, it's this, some, some, some doctors still say that, but it was very popular uh, as, a, as a knowledge that was passed to, to parents. Uh, it, it was a s sort of f false empowerment because it didn't work at all. Uh, it was to say that if it was more than three days of fever, you need to get an antibiotic because it's, it's likely bacterial. Okay, so typically from on the phone, doctor, it's a fourth day of fever. Okay, we've overcome the, the third day, give the antibiotic. Okay, we know that it's not, this is not the case. Uh, there are many viruses that, that go, some viruses just give one peak of fever at night and that's it. Other viruses can go on for days, okay? Typically, uh, in, during the influenza season, which is about to start, not, not about, yeah, I mean, we, we still have like a month and a, a, month and a half. Um, what is going to happen is that 
you, if your child gets the influenza, that's going to last at least five days. Sometimes it gets up to seven days. Is it bacterial? No. Influenza uh, is a virus. It's a is a annoying virus. Gives high fever. The child is a bit you know tired, but it, but it's a virus, and we know that you don't need to give any any drug apart from uh, drugs to control the fever and the pain. Um, there are um, other kinds of, of viruses that can give, uh, like for example, mononucleosis can give a fever that can go up for uh, like 10 days. It's a virus. Do I need to give drugs? Do I need to, to, need to give antibiotic? No. Okay. So this is to say that the length on the fever is not enough to tell me that, to, to discriminate between viral or bacterial. If it's, is it all clear until now? Please interrupt me if it's not clear or if you want to uh, make any question. Someone is very clear. Okay, great. Okay, great. So we can go on. <laughs> so length of fever, duration of fever doesn't give me much information. How high the fever goes. And this is a, another thing to, that we, we can talk about for a bit. So is 40... Uh, centigrade is 41 centigrade degrees a problem does it tells me does it tell me that it's a it's a bad condition uh, is it is it can it damage my child first thing I'm gonna uh, can and can it give convulsions so we're gonna got lots of things to, to speak about about how high the fever goes so first thing I want to tell you it doesn't damage your child okay in the era before the, um, uh, the antibiotics, uh, we would have, the, our, probably our, our species would have not, you know, uh, would have been extinct if uh, high fever uh, caused problems, to, damage to the brain. Okay? It, it doesn't damage the brain. The brain is per perfectly capable of uh, tolerating a fever that goes up to 41 or 41.5. It doesn't go over that. It's not possible. I mean, the, there are some defense mechanisms that prevent, completely prevent it to go over that. But our brain is, uh, it's our brain that actually decides that we have fever. And it, it doesn't damage anything if it goes up. Okay? So if, if, even if they have 41 for like four hours, it's not, it's, it's not going to create any damage. Well, you Is just it, debunked one of like the big myths yeah, of like, I know. you know, from know. my childhood. No, yeah, I know. It wow. doesn't, okay. Wow. okay. But it's, uh, you know, every false myth, sometimes false myths are, are, have reasons. They and the thing somewhere. is, they come from somewhere. So um, the thing is, um, very bad infection can give high fever. Meningitis typically can give a very high fever. So when it was more frequent because of different hygienic conditions and no availability of, of antibiotics, no especially no availability of vaccines because all the vaccines against meningitis came after the 90s. So before the 90s, meningitis was still there. Um, in that case, bad conditions typically give high fever. Okay, so, um, but the fever itself is not enough to tell you that it's a bad condition. You have to look at, him, at, at the child a bit more closely, but it doesn't mean that he has a, uh, a bad condition, okay? 
So, there are, if, so if a child is, you know, if the, child, if the fever goes up to 40, 40.5, and very red cheeks, and uh, a bit, uh, you know, a bit moaning, wants to be cuddled, or very angry and shouts a lot because he has a bit of a headache, um, and, uh, and it, uh, it, it's usually what you see is that when the fever goes up, the child is a bit, uh, you know, trembles a lot, becomes maybe a little pale and wants to be cuddled and stops talking, stops playing. But then it goes up to 40, stops at 40 when there's fever. So it's, it's the going up that, uh, you know, it's a bit uh, difficult to manage. But then when it gets to 40, sometimes they even start playing again. And that's a clear sign that it's a viral infection, okay? It can be a Kokosaki virus, it, it can be... Uh, any virus, virus that is around, influenza virus, it's, it's, uh, it's, and it, it gets up to 40 anyway. Um, on the other hand, for example, streptococcus, which is a, uh, can give annoying infections, uh, most cases it gives a pharyngotonsillitis in children older than two years and a half, three years, um, it needs treatment, not because it's bad for their throat, but it, because after a while the infection can give a damage to their, to their heart. And that's why we, we always want to treat streptococcus with antibiotics. Uh, streptococcus is a bacteria that needs antibiotic treatments and gives a fever that typically doesn't go over 39. So again, it's a bacteria, low fever needs antibiotic anyway so it, it, and it's it's again because how high the fever is is not an enough information for us to discriminate about viral and bacteria or about a mild or a severe infection okay so the thing is um and again sorry just to keep on the how high the fever is convulsions okay let's let's uh, debunk convulsions again it's not how high the fever goes, it's, it's how fast the temperature of the body changes that gives convulsions, okay? So the sudden change of the temperature just uh, creates a sort of uh, uh, electric mess in your brain that gives the combustion. It's a, it's a kind of epilepsy. We don't like to use that word with parents because they get scared, but it's a, it's a special kind of epilepsy that uh, just comes, up, comes out when the fever, the, when the temperature of the body changes a lot, okay? Uh, and that, there comes the seizure. The seizure, um, if it's uh, very short, if it's below 15 minutes, uh, if it's generalized, so all the body shaking, um, it's not a big problem. Okay. Generalized is the whole. Body. Generalized is all the the whole body shaking. If it's just one one side, we don't like that. Uh, okay. <coughs> okay. It's better to be the whole body and not only just one side. Yes. Exactly. So, but anyway, this is to tell you that if it's up to, if it, if it got to 40 and the fever stopped and it stays to 40, like at 40 for one hour, it's not going to transform itself in a convulsion, okay? I'll tell you more. Before, um, one of the suggestions, and we'll talk later about 
how to manage with fever with medicines but before uh, it, it, they 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 would even tell to put children in a cold bath which was a violence i think because they're shaking for a cold and you put them in cold bath no the fe- they keep the fever you don't want to put it down i mean it's you, your focus is not the fever it's the infection it's the cause of the fever that has to worry you not the fever itself so if it doesn't go uh, down it is not a problem okay fever that does not go down is not a sign of severity i'll tell you more some it happens it happens more often with viruses that it doesn't go down sometimes rather than with bacteria um for bad convulsions i was as i was saying before they would say they would put the the, the child in a cold bath so maybe it got to 40 maybe didn't have the the seizure they would put the child in the cold bath vroom, the temperature goes goes down quickly it gets the seizure because it's not the temperature going up it's the temperature change that gives the the seizure okay in case of a general the generalized seizure you can even not bring the the you, you of course you call your pediatrician or you text your pediatrician but you don't really need to go to the hospital okay if within 40 to 24 everybody goes to the hospital in the end <laughs> but this is you know the indication is this uh, so if if it comes another seizure within uh, 24 hour if the seizure is uh, is longer than 15 minutes if the seizure is partial in that case you go to the hospital okay so uh length of fever is not a, an information that, that gives it's not an information regarding severity how high the fever goes it's not a fever, an information gives uh, uh, us it's not information about severity if the fever doesn't go down with the with the antipyretic drug is not a sign of severity okay you're going so to ask the, the con- these convulsions themselves yeah is there a damage that could be happening to the child from the convulsions. Good question. It convulsions can give damage to the to the brain, not febrile convulsions. Okay, an epilepsy that it has other reasons. So convulsion that comes without fever can give a damage to the brain if it's repeated. But a febrile fever does not. A febrile fever does not affect the brain okay. at all. Okay. At all. So it's still a sign. It's not yeah. Creating if problems. it's if it lasts more than 15 minutes, you want to have the child checked, though. Okay. okay, because it might not be the fever that gives a convulsion in that okay. case. Questions. We cannot control the if there is going to be a seizure or not, right? I mean, what if the is it possible if the temperature goes uh, up like super quickly? Okay. Then the no, it's just. Going it's just on uh, it that happens just in children that have a predisposition predisposition oh, okay. it, it exists that word okay? Yeah, okay so if it's only in children that have a predisposition so in that case uh, rapid change quick change of temperature can uh, give febrile convulsions predisposition is usually uh, associated with familiar um, uh, uh, experience of uh, febrile convulsion. So usually have a predisposition. Usually, also parents had febrile convulsions when they were, when they were young. Usually that's the connection. But you just 
find out, you, usually you find out at the first seizure that your child had a predisposition, okay? But, but it's only in them that rapid change of temperature gives the convulsions in usually all other children. I think it's, uh, it, it's below 10%, it's, it's quite rare, but all other children uh, don't have this, uh, this, this, this issue, even if the temperature changes uh, quickly. What you can see that is if it's changing quickly and it's going very hot, you can see them trembling, shaking their body. So just to increase the cold, just so then when the fever goes up and it stops, you can even do that because they're not going to suffer much. Well, when is while the fever is going up, it's a bit. What, by keeping a child warm who has a fever, who is shivering because they're feeling cold, does wrapping them and keeping them warm is that making the fever? rise is that like somehow holding in their heat? no 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 no, no. So if but they if no they're uh, very hot it's and and the fever has stopped going up okay. in that case but they, they're not going to want the the yeah. blanket okay the blanket. in that okay. case but okay. in that case the thing is that if you cover them too much you interfere a bit with the uh, um sweating that they oh, need okay. to do to have to uh you know let the heat go out okay. okay so that's the problem uh, if you cover them too much when the fever has gone up but when the fever is going up in that case they really feel cold so it's okay to cover them when it stopped don't cover them too much because you can interfere with the evaporation of the of the sweat okay so let's so again we've seen many conditions that we thought that were signs of of severity uh, the, the odd or a risk of damage but they were not so what are what how can i understand if my child is sick and needs immediate assistance or if i need to see the doctor or uh, or if i just can relax and wait that it goes which is 90 percent of cases uh the general aspect of the child uh, tells me that after you know 15 years of being a pediatrician I can tell you that um, you understand if a child needs an antibiotic when they get into the room before visiting them. Not because I'm cool or because I'm, I'm uh, very good. It's just because it's the general aspect. Apart from the you have to do a very uh, thorough examination of the child, but the general aspect really can tell you if the child is as a bacteria that needs an antibiotic or is a virus that just needs waiting and usually yeah nice yeah usually yeah so, it's the fever, it need so yeah that's what that's what i'm i was so saying yeah yeah that's okay exactly exactly which aspect yeah I'll, i'm gonna tell i was going to tell you that so uh the thing is uh of course they are irritable of course, they are uh, a bit, you know, moaning and uh, cranky. Uh, cranky, yeah, a bit, um, and they want to be cuddled, and they want to, and they, they're a bit nervous. Of course, uh, if if you have fever, you don't feel well, either virus or bacteria. Okay, so of course, they they even they lose their appetite. So that's why also breastfeeding is amazing for children the first two or three years because they they can uh, 
uh, get enough nutrition from uh, even if they have no appetite. Um, as I was saying before, very red cheeks, uh, a child that when, while the fever is going up, we know that they want to be cuddled and they, they stop a bit, but then they start playing again. Uh, they behave normally, they uh, talk to you normally, uh, they have a, a, a normal um, um, level of, of, of consciousness. In that case, you don't really need to worry, okay? Where do you, when do you need to worry? Pale face, grayish bluish look, blue around their lips, okay, decreased level of consciousness, um, uh, in, and in, in uh, for example, in very small child, uh, children, um, typically uh, the, a very um, moaning weep that yeah or no 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 mo moaning cry okay so it's not the that they do usually but it's more uh, uh. when you're that at the phone go to the hospital okay so pale very pale child bluish around the, their lips uh very weak no connection with the parent very moaning and flebile very weak cry Go to the hospital. I, I mean, in that case, it's worth, I mean, a quick, very quick check. Okay. Um, another thing that wants to, to, uh, you to take immediate actions is um, if they got, get very, very red spots on their skin, red as wine. If you press the spot, it doesn't disappear. Quickly to the hospital. What is this? Huh? That can be, it's called petechiae, and it's, uh, it's, it can be a, a severe bacterial infection. Okay. Um, if they have fever, very strong headache, and vomit, quickly to the hospital. Okay? So, the general aspect, but again, I, I'm going to repeat that sometimes, because it's, it's very important to, to remember that. So, um, so this, this aspect, so... Uh, for red cheeks, active child, angry child, shouting, crying, crying very uh, fiercely. In that case, you can relax. Okay. Very pale look, very pale child, grayish uh, um, skin, bluish around their lips, uh, weak, uh, very deep, uh, weak cry. Go to the hospital. Uh, uh, Strong headache, fever, and uh, vomit, go to the hospital. Okay? Um, because in this case, it can be a severe bacterial infection. Okay? The in, other thing that should pale, send... In, uh? Sorry, in the pale, in the listless, that is the... Ba the, the bad. The, the bad bacterial? Yeah. Okay. 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 Bacterial. Okay. okay. Thank you. Well, reddish angry and a bit, you know, uh, annoying child because it's <laughs> moaning a lot. <coughs> so in that case, it's, it's, it's viral, so you can relax. I call that Monday. Huh? You did? Yeah. I, I call that Monday, the red angry child. Ah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Any questions? I was wondering about the hospitals. I don't know if those ladies live in Rome or 
Okay. Because I've never brought. Uh, ah, in case. Oh, this is. Uh, you know, I can. Okay. <laughs> the if you want to go to the emergency, please go to the Bambino Gesù. Okay. Oh. That I shouldn't do <laughs> commercially, but you know, it's. Uh, you know, it's really. Four children. It's the. Uh, where in? I went there once. To the Bambino Gesù. Yeah, because he was uh, talking a bit. Okay. Uh, with vitamin D drops. Okay. But it was terrible. Like hundreds of sick kids. I thought you couldn't yeah. go in because uh, yeah, I just went home. Okay, it's but if you're, one, like if it's private, no, nice if it's but it's a f severe problem. That's really the place to go. Okay. Anyway, there's a there's a relatively good one at the Policlinico Umberto Primo. Uh, pediatric. I'm I'm calling I'm talking about pediatric uh, emergency and a relatively good one at the Gemelli okay. and a relatively good one at San Camillo. But the the other thing is how how do I manage this fever? And this is all. Uh, so if if you don't see the child well, as I said before, go to the hospital. Um, but how to manage the fever of, of your child at home if it's viral and if it had all those characteristics. But uh, you go directly to the hospital for the bad condition or you go to your pediatrician when it's in between? When it's in between you can go to your you could call your pediatrician or go to your pediatrician. But in those conditions that, that I'm, I was talking about very severe condition, okay? Yeah. So pale, pale, pale grayish, bluish face, not the child not, not reacting properly uh, and um, uh, decreased level of consciousness, very, very uh, flebile cry. In that case, I suggest to go to the hospital. Okay. Uh, and you have, if you have vomit, high fever and uh, um, uh, headache, in that, and also in that case, you want to go to the hospital. Okay. In the other cases in which you're not sure, uh, the child has been uh, having this fever for a long time, he has a very bad cough, uh, in that case, maybe you can, uh, you can wait to see your pediatrician. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um, but anyway, a, a mother knows. Okay? I've always... It, something that every pediatrician knows is that if your mother... If your, uh, your patient, the mother of your patient, tells you is really different from usual, or he or she is really different from usual, you want to see them uh, quickly, okay? Because that's, that's, that's a sign that mothers deeply know, okay? So if you just have a good connection with your child, apart from anxiety, if you see them very different from usual, there's something that has to be checked, okay? Yeah. No, it's really the duration. Like for my child, it's, a, okay. it's already five days. Yeah. And it's only at night, evening and night. So I know we have the temperature of the body a bit higher in the evening. So maybe it's why the fever tends to be higher in the evening and night. But it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. But during the day is fine, isn't it? Yeah. She's, she's she. Fine, she. Okay, good appetite, and she she plays as usual and talks to you as usual. Oh, how old is she? Sorry, you said. One year old. So okay. She yeah. Talk, but she behaves normally. Yeah, she behaves more or less normally. She smiles. Yeah. She wakes up more at night. So it looks like a barrel. This is. I I would wait another for another couple of days. I'm. It should go in in a couple of days. Then uh, maybe you can well, see your pediatrician. Again. The, the pediatrician yesterday. Yeah. And she said, Maybe there is something in the here, but I'm also waiting to see if I can avoid the antibiotics. 
Yeah, but is she? I mean, uh, it, it, the maybe was for which reason? Because she had fever for five days. Okay, uh, I, I see. No, no, no. I mean, you said maybe there is something in there here. Why, why maybe? Yeah, she couldn't. The heel is a bit red, but she said I don't need to start right away. I can wait okay. two more days and. Yeah, it. yeah. So I agree with that so. with the pediatrician. Okay. A question: Is a baby can manage the bacterial infection by itself? It is. For virus, yeah. it can do much, but bacteria. Yeah. So some bacteria. For, for example, streptococcus in their throat is something that they can manage. Uh, but usually it takes, it takes more than with, anti with antibiotics, two doses of, of amoxicillin for, um, or, uh, yeah, for, for a streptococcus and it, you get rid of it. If uh, you leave them to manage them by themselves, it can take up to 10 days and, and uh, it can give problems to their heart. A pneumonia... If it's a severe pneumonia, you really want to start and have antibiotics. If it's uh, a, like a bronchopneumonia, it's something more mild. If you give the antibiotics in four or five days, they recover. Otherwise, it takes much more. So that's the difference about it. So they can manage, but it takes much, much longer. And it can create a problem. A, a um, urinary tract infection, uh, yeah. if it just localized in, on, in the bladder... Uh, it doesn't give many problem. It's it's uh, you know annoying, but it doesn't give any problem. But if you leave it untreated, it can go up to the kidney, and that's a problem. Yeah. Okay, so that's a bit the idea of the. Uh, so it's not that they do not. Otherwise, uh, you know, in the pre-antibiotic era, everybody would have died for bacterial infection. It was not the case. But anyway, it's. Definitely better to <laughs> to keep antibiotics if you identify the bacterial infection. So actually, uh, f for uh, um, when a child child comes to my office with fever, the real first issue I, I I need to think about is does do I see do I suspect and some a bacterial infection somewhere in this child? When I want to give the antibiotic. I need to have a very clear suspect of um, uh, a, of a bacterial infection. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. In, Ital in Italy, you, you will hear about antibiotico di copertura. We'll just cover the herb with antibiotics because we never know. No, it's not right. It's not right. I give the antibiotic only if uh, there. Well, it's like the malocchio. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> And I give the antibiotic only if uh, I suspect a, a bacterial infection. So I, I have to see the bacteria, I have to suspect the bacteria. Okay. So, so the ones that I said before about the... The um, scary ones. The scary ones. The hospital will do some tests to determine the bacteria. What do we expect to happen in the hospital? It depends how severe... If it's really severe, if you so well and and, you know... And they confirm that it's a, it has a, he or she has a severe aspect. They will do blood tests. If, if they have a, a, a strong difficulty in breathing, they would do a chest X-ray. And they, if they're very sick, they, they're going to do a lumbar puncture to, to see if there's a meningitis. Okay? Oh. Uh, they will take some, uh, some, some liquid from the um, oh, yeah. spinal cord. But it, it's very rare. I mean, and, and it's usually in children with, without uh, vaccines. But uh, anyway, it's, it's, this is the procedure that they go through. But it really, I, I wouldn't 
much worry about that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so you, I'm just wondering, like, if, should I be worried if I go to a doctor and then, uh, you know, the doctor just decides to give me uh, antibiotics no. without doing all those tests? Or no, not at all. I, I not at all. Okay, mm. not at all. So uh, the doctor is going to send you to the hospital if he suspects a severe bacterial infection, okay? So we're talking about severe invasive bacterial infections okay a very bad pneumonia meningitis or a sepsis the doctor will send you very quickly to the hospital um, but many if I suspect a bacterial infection I can manage it with antibiotics if it's not severe uh, I can manage it with antibiotics without the need of doing any tests there are some tests that had to be done okay if I if I see a pharyngotonsillitis big big tonsils with white um, thing coming out of it how, how do you call it exudate yeah white exudate coming out of it I always want to do a um, throat uh, swab uh, for to to understand if it's a streptococcus or not okay sorry before giving the the antibiotic uh, in case I suspect a uh, Urinary tract infection, I always want to check what bacteria it is, like with the urine, urine analysis and uh, urine culture, before giving the bacteria, the, uh, the antibiotic. If I suspect a bacterial pneumonia, as the only way to understand what bacteria it is, is just to, you know, to either to do an endoscopy of the respiratory tract to and do a biopsy of the of the of the lung so as it's so complicated i don't want to do that so i depending on the age of the child <clears throat> i suspect one bacteria or another and i give the right antibiotic for that without without doing any any test if i uh, see a, a, a otitis that doesn't go away <coughs> We, uh, after two or three days of an anti-inflammatory drug, I want to give an antibiotic, and I give a broad-spectrum antibiotic without doing any tests. Yes, thank you. Okay. I but, have another question. Yeah. How do you suspect a urinary tract for babies? Because they can't really... Well, it's easy for yeah. adults... Very good question, uh, yeah. ...to explain the symptoms, but for kids? Main thing is they do not have any other symptom. They do not have a cold, they do, they do not have sore throat, uh, they do not have um, otitis. So if you see no, uh, no symptom at all, they do not have cough, they do not have conjunctivitis, they do not have spots on their body. If, if it's all okay, I always want to do a, uni, a, a urine analysis to exclude that the, the infection is in the urine and that's why you don't see it. That's really the main thing. There, there are no other big... In, in a child younger than 12 months or 18 months that is not going to complain while uh, they urinate. Uh, in that case, they, uh, it, it, this is, this is the, 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 the thing that guides you to do. Let's, let's check the urine. Okay. Very small ch children, like for example, one month, two months. Uh, it's very frequent that if they get fever, it's for a urinary tract infection. Really? Yeah. Is that 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. How would you know when they're so small? And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is. If the child is younger than two months, go to the hospital again, okay? Because in that case, uh, it, 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 very young children, you all have older children, but very young children, unvaccinated children, can develop in 13% of cases, a fever is due to a severe bacterial infection, okay? So it's a very high percentage. And that's why if a, ch a very young child gets fever to the hospital uh, straight away, because... It can be a, a severe bacterial infection and because in, often in very young children, uh, no symptom come out. It's just fever. Okay? In the first hours, it's just fever. So you, you want, even if it's severe. So children below two months, one month, but also I would say two months, just go to the hospital. <clears throat> okay? Shall we go on with fever management? Or you, if you have, I'm really happy to answer other questions. So, how do you manage the fever? Uh, when do you so uh, when do you start giving the antipyretic drug, the antifever drug? So I will do a pro provocative question. Is, is it right in English? Provocative? Yeah, a provocative no. Question. Pro provocative okay. question. So you have your child at thirty-eight point five. Okay. What time is uh, uh, um, Eleven o'clock in the morning. Eleven o'clock in the morning. Okay. okay. She's moaning and uh, she's complaining of a uh, headache and a bit of pain in her muscles uh, and it's uh, 38.2 what do you do nothing nothing I give you give so the thing is the fever is a reaction of the body and it, it, it has a sense okay so it can actually accelerate a bit the uh, the um, uh, destruction of the virus or of the bacteria uh, uh, so it's it's a sort of healthy reaction of the body even if it's a reaction to a disease um, we don't want to interfere with that but we always want to interfere with what makes our children suffer okay so be and that's not be on, on not only ethics it is also ethics, in my point of view, and I will briefly go through that in a while. But mainly it is because we know that pain is not a good thing for your body. Okay, Apart one, from one, one kind of pain, which is the pain that you feel du during the delivery. Okay, So in that case, it's a physiological pain and it's really, really, you know, it, it, it has a sense in the communication between your brain and your uh, the rest of your body. Okay, can I edit my answer here? Because I thought you were just talking about medicine to bring the fever down. Yeah, that's Yeah, and that was okay. the point. That was the point. Okay. okay. But there is medicine that doesn't affect the fever that can get rid of the pain, no? No. Every... Uh, 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 Anti-pain drugs interfere... Not normal anti-pain drug, and I'm talking actually about paracetamol and ibuprofen, okay? Anti-pain drugs are anti-inflammatory drugs, and so they interfere with every symptom of inflammation, which in this case is both fever and pain, okay? So, going back to, 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 to that. So, it's, we know that pain, we don't know that the, scent, the uh, malaise is the technical term, or uh, this 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 feeling awful that you feel when you that if you, the fe you have fever sometimes uh, it's not good for your body 
I mean, it it, may, it puts around some molecules that are not a, not 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 really fine for your for your body. Paracetamol, you get rid of it in like six hours. Okay, uh, ibuprofen, you get rid of it in eight hours. You don't want to abuse it. It's a medicine. You just want to give it when it's needed. It can give reactions if you use a lot of it or in some uh, certain people it can give problems so you don't want to abuse it but um, if you put on the scale uh, the effect of pain on your body and the effect of uh, paracetamol on your body uh, the effect of pain is worse okay so the thing is we don't want our children to suffer we we don't want as adults to suffer there's no reason at all to Bear it because it's better for your body. Because uh, the uh, anti-pain drug is a problem or can be toxic or because uh, the fever is the right thing that your body does and so you want, you just, just really don't want to interfere with it. You just go, want to go, uh, with your child to go in three days of 39.2 uh, and uh, headache and pain in their muscles because otherwise if you give uh, ibuprofen you interfere with the natural healing of the body. That's not the case, okay? Pain is, is not a nice thing. And children, if we have a drug to treat pain, to treat malaise, we have, I think, we have the duty, the, the, it, it is right to use it to uh, uh, take away pain from, from uh, the, the pain experience from them, okay? Um, one shot of tachypirina or even uh, a, a whole week of tachypirina is not going to create any problem. Ibuprofen very rarely, very rarely gives us some, some problem at the, uh, in the stomach. But you understand it quite quickly that children keep, you understand it quickly. They start vomiting, it's, it's quickly, so uh, then you understand that ibuprofen is not a drug from them, for them, okay? But, so, uh, about can I just finish this, this and then I'll, yeah, okay? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, so the thing is that you don't, you're not interested in treating fever, you're interested in treating the sensation that goes together with fever. So if she or, she or he is, 39 and she's playing around all the time and talking and asking you to see a, to watch a cartoon you want to um, you, you don't you don't need to give anything to to her or to him um, if it's 37.8 and they have a, a headache or this just they just come to you and say mommy oh, I, I feel pain in my legs and and they come to you and just you just see that their face is suffering give paracetamol no problem okay just help them and you you'll see them reflourish in like 15 minutes it's so it's a sensation that is together with fever that we want to treat we with the anti-fever drug was that clear I'm, it, this is a, so it's i'm i'm really for freedom of choice so i do not if you if every anyone wants to use Natural medicine or, or homeopathic medicine, it's fine. But I really don't like when when they come to me and they told me she's been on thirty between thirty nine and thirty five nine point five with headache for three days, uh, and I gave her belladonna. I don't like that <laughs> because the children we don't want the children to to feel pain because it's you decided that homeopathic medicine is the way to go. 
if, if you have another safe drug uh, to use to treat, to, to treat uh, the pain. I'm a bit, you know, I, I, I know that my position is a bit strong on that, but I think that ethically it's something that one should, should at least think about a bit, okay? And I never associated the anti-inflammatory being the anti-pain which brought the fever down. Like in my mind it was ibuprofen and tachy yeah. tachycardina was yeah. to bring the fever down. No. The ibuprofen no. was to handle that's, uh, yeah. the I think that's, pain. that's really sort of commercial maybe probably. Uh, I mean what, what they, they say to promote. So they all have three kinds of powers which is anti-fever, anti-pain uh, and anti-inflammatory. Okay. The anti-inflammatory actually also affects fever and pain. But anyway, the, the thing is that um, ibuprofen has a stronger anti-inflammatory power, okay, in general. So it brings pain down. It, it reduces the inflammation. That's why we use it a lot with the ear, because waiting to see if uh, uh, the child needs antibiotic to use un uh, ibuprofen is good, because not only does it get rid of... Uh, the pain and also the fever if it's there but also gets rid of of the inflammation and so it reduces a bit the inflammation in the ear before giving the antibiotic so what i suggest the way i suggest to distinguish between uh, uh, paracetamol and ibuprofen is usually paracetamol it's a li is a little safer even if latest mm, research about that is not really confirming that but anyway Let's say that the paracetamol is much is, is safe. It's a bit safer than ibuprofen. Ibuprofen is a bit more effective. Okay, so uh, for example, those fevers in which is clearly viral, but the fever goes up to forty point five, uh, and it stays there for quite a bit. And you give paracetamol, it goes down to thirty nine, and then after three hours, it goes up again to forty point five. In that case, ibuprofen just gives them a bit more uh, relief because it lasts much longer. It lasts, so yeah, I can it's, that's the, it, Thank you for the question. Uh, it's, it's not, it, you can't use it if they're younger than six months. And I tend to use it after nine months anyway. But when you say um, paracetamol has possibly been shown to be safer, the risk of ibuprofen is the stomach irritation, yeah. which you mentioned before, yeah. and that is where the yeah. is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, uh, we, we understood that fever is not a disease, um, but it's a sign that, that an inflammation, in this case an infection, is going on in the body. The, the characteristics of fever do not really give us much information about the severity of the disease which is connected to the fact that it is viral or bacterial. So duration of fever is not an, uh, enough to tell us that the disease is severe. How high the fever goes is not enough. If the fever goes down after the anti-inflammatory drug is not enough to tell us that the disease is severe. The general condition, the sim other symptoms associated with fever, the general condition of the of the child is usually the really important uh, information that 
tells us if it's severe or not. Okay? White, grayish skin, bluish skin, decreased level of consciousness, headache, vomiting, fever. In that case, it can be a severe bacterial infection and you want to go to the hospital. All the other cases, you can uh, wait, either manage it at home or have him or her seen by a doctor. Um, the um, convulsions are not caused uh, uh, by uh, the um, uh, high fever, which anyway does not damage the brain. They're caused by the fever, the, the, the body temperature changing very quickly, and it's only in, in children with a predisposition. Uh, and anti-inflammatory drugs, and this is very important, need, uh, are, are useful to, uh, have to be used to treat not the fever itself, but the, with, but the sensation of malaise uh, could, uh, associated with the fever. Okay, antibiotics are useful to treat bacterial infection, and I want to see or strongly suspect the presence of the bacteria to give them. Uh, and you, they have to be prescribed by a doctor, so please don't do self-medication with antibiotics. Okay? Okay, I think uh, we... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we answered to all the questions that you... Yeah. Thermometer. Thermometer. Yeah, we had to speak about thermometer. Okay, let's go... Your question and then we... can do that at the end. It's about the cold. Yeah. How to distinguish just a cold and is there a fever with cold? Yeah. Yeah, cold is actually the most common cause of fever, and as we'll see in the in the in the talk about cough, it's also the most common cause of cough. Anyway, yeah, cold cold, cold can be with fever, without fever. Okay. Usually, when I know when they tell me they have a cold, I relax. It's really difficult that you have a over infection after the cold. Usually, cold means it's viral and and it's fine. Also, gastroenteritis is typically viral, so it has all a certain management, uh, which can be a bit tricky sometimes, but it's viral. Again, it's in, in Western world, in, in develop, de developed countries, it's really almost impossible, that, uh, or very, very, very rare that it is bacterial. Not impossible, but rare. Thermometer. Thermometer. Okay. So people, companies uh, doing infrared thermometers or uh, um, electronic thermometers are not going to be very happy. But uh, so they're very useful. They're very quick, but they have the their reliability is not very high, especially at the low temperature. So one of the most usual problems that I have is. Uh, Okay, doctor, uh, I, I gave, uh, the fever went up to 39.5, it was, uh, he had an headache, so I gave her, um, or, or him, uh, uh, paracetamol or ibuprofen, and now the fever has gone down, and I measured it, and he's 34.8 centigrades, degrees, and what do I, it, 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 is he dying, <laughs> or anyway, yeah, and it's, it's something very, it's, you know, uh, people get very, very worried about a very, very low temperature. It's always a problem of the thermometer, okay, because the electronic ones do not perform well at the low temperature. So if it happens to you, just don't worry. It's, it's, it's the body, unless you are in the middle of a snowstorm, Body, your body temperature, it's not, or your children, your child's body temperature, 
is not going down too much okay if it really it's impossible that it goes uh, below 36 or 35.8 okay so if it measures a lower temperature it's a problem on the thermometer the most uh, reliable one are the classic ones before uh, it, there were there were mercury thermometers that are now out of production and that was the really best yeah. way to measure best reliable way to measure them uh, temperature um, now it's uh, uh, it's out of production mercury but there are thermometers that you find at the pharmacy with gallium inside which is a substance that has a similar behavior uh, to the to mercury gallium so and the problem is that's not quick okay but it's a bit more uh, precise so maybe you can measure it with the electronic thermometer or the infrared thermometer uh, just to have a, a quick idea but to have a very precise idea of how much the fever is you need to use the the thermometer where do i measure the fever mouth no it's dangerous okay also for adults, yeah. better to avoid it. And also hygienically is not very, yeah. Um, anus, it's very quick, okay? It's okay, so very small children, they do not really um, understand what's going on and, uh, uh, and they, so you can measure it. You put it in the anus, you can wait a couple of minutes. If, if they have a nice fever, the, tem the, tem the thermometer goes up very quickly and you can understand it. Uh, as soon, what my suggestion is, as soon as they tell you that they're not liking it, that they're, they're not, you know, it's it's not, they, they just understand it's not okay, not comfortable, you can use the axilla or the, what's the inguine? Gro groin. The, the groin. The groin, okay? These are two, the axilla is the, the best, the armpit the is arm the belt. Yeah, armpit is the best. You can even use the, the groin in very small child because they have a lot of fat, so just, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> to hold it, okay? Um, are we, uh, one talk that would be very nice to do is one about videos and TVs. I think we, we can think screen about time. that. Screen time, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting. No, no, I mean, scientific evidence about that. But anyway, um, I, with, with my daughter, Measuring fever up after like she was like I don't know eighteen months, uh, it it was the only moment in which she was allowed to to watch to to to, to watch at the iPhone, and so she was enchanted by that and she and now typically is Papa, I think I have a fever. <laughs> I guess she's four and a half now. Papa, I think I have a fever. <laughs> no, Alma, you're not got a fever. I really think I wish you'd measure. If you enjoyed this presentation and would like to support us so that we can keep bringing you more free fact-based content, please consider donating to Bellies Abroad at www.belliesabroad.com backslash give or click the banner below this article. Bellies Abroad, for healthier mothers, healthier babies, and a healthier future.